Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Second Door on the Left. It is unbelievable to think that the last Second Door on the Left podcast episode dropped on October 27th of 2019. Yes, 2019. My oh my how the world has changed, how our lives have changed. And the first person I wanted to get back on the podcast is the one that I've been doing life with since 2007, and the woman that I married, Brittany House. Brittany, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. So. <laughs> yes, I love the sarcasm and all that, and, I, and I'm very excited that you uh, have got a random text message and then asked, is this a spam? So I thought that was the best. You know what? I mean, AT&T sends me so make sure that this was real life and hashtag bluey and yeah so thanks for having me though i'm excited <laughs> absolutely so the podcast was a big thing back in 20 i guess you would say 2018 and 2019 right uh your brother-in-law drew uh my brother uh literally headed it up for almost two two seasons by himself and he is currently right now in the greatest place ever. What is that place, Brittany? Disney. Oh my gosh. So um, I'm very excited to have him back on the podcast in the near future. But I, I was just thinking that we should give everyone a, an update about our life. So, you know, where do we begin, Brittany? Where do we begin? Uh, <laughs> trying to think what year that was. Uh, 2019, October 27th of 2019. It was pre-pandemic. I mean, it can, do we even do we even think about that? And we had a one-year-old and y- yes, three-year-old. Crazy. Yes, which both of them are now in school. One's in pre-K, and then the other one's in kindergarten. And our kids' names are, of course, Everly and Frankie, two daughters. We're very thankful for them. Uh, we are in that stage of like pure, like so much energy. What do you do? Bedtimes, all that stuff. And we just go with it, I guess. I mean, that's all you really can do. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, t- 2019, we were still at an organization called Palmer for Children. So we were foster parents for a home that placed kids in our care. Uh, temporarily until family can get back on their feet or just other things, circumstances that should never happen for a kid. That's where we were. We transitioned out of that organization in 2021 and found our new home. Just what? 30 minutes down the road? Maybe, if that. Mm -hmm. But uh, now we live in the great city of Coldwater. Man, come on. Uh, so I guess let's talk about the, the adjustment for us moving out of having anywhere from 8 to 12 kids that were not ours in a home all the way now being able to live in Coldwater and work in Coldwater uh, at a church. We're, we're now working at a church again, which we really missed that season of our life. And now very excited that we're back in it. But what are some of the things that you remember when we first got to Coldwater? Because, I mean, it's hard to wrap up 2019, 2020, all in, all in one, like, three-minute part of this podcast. There, I changed them, but 
Hey, let's go back to 2020. Finally get the call to Coldwater. What was your thought of, on that? And like, where, where do you see us now? Um, okay, so I would say my first thoughts of coming to Coldwater, honestly, and I can say this because I've told everybody here at Coldwater that I was like, are you sure we're supposed to be here? <laughs> um, I, I just, I don't know. I was kind of like, this is really a small town. I felt like maybe we were supposed to go somewhere bigger and we were actually interviewing for other positions and stuff and seeing where we were really supposed to go, but God laid it on our hearts very clearly that Coldwater was where we're supposed to be. And when we first got here, uh, it, it was just very evident of that. It was like, I can't imagine ourselves anywhere else. And the house that we have um, is just the cutest thing in the whole world. It's just so, I don't even know what year this house was built in. It was actually part of the church um, before they used to have like Sunday school and stuff like that in here. It's just really very homey. And me and Josh have had a lot of fun decorating it and just making it antique-like, but not like antique, like don't touch this antique, but like, what do you call it? The piece? Uh, yeah, like an interactive museum type deal where it does not matter if you uh, put a coffee cup or a cup right. that has condensation on the furniture because it just gives it more character, right? Right. But also it's just like we wanted it to feel very homey and we didn't want to put furniture in this house that didn't match the house. Yes. I mean, it's just a very, I don't know. The well, I mean, how can, they, how can they be able to see some of the things that we're talking about? Can they follow you on Instagram? Oh, I mean, because sure. you are... You're a big Instagram user. So what is your, what is your, Ew. do you call it an Instagram handle? Are you still B house 180 or no. what are you? Are you B house three? Yeah. B house three is my Instagram. And I don't even know how you, I think that's just it. I think it's B house three. Yeah. Well, sweet. Yeah. Well, or they I, can just look you up. Hashtag uh, 479. Like if you look on Instagram, that's, I've tried to put all of our house stuff that we've done with that hashtag just so that we can have it. And I think I actually have an album for that. You know, like how the stories, you can make an album out right. of the stories that you've posted. I'm pretty sure that I've highlighted those in that. But right. we've definitely yeah, we're pretty, Halloween yeah. and we're excited for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, my biggest holiday, though, for that house is always what? Take a guess. Me take a guess? Yeah, for my favorite. Definitely Christmas. It is. I mean, Christmas this year is going to be over the top. We are literally wrapping the house in lights. All sideways everywhere. It's going to have lights. It's going to be amazing. So if you're like, in the area, you, that you should come see it. Year, you said that we were wrapping everything. So I'm excited to see. Because we did have a lot of lights, but it wasn't like Griswold that I'm thinking that you're trying to do this year. So maybe we just have Yeah, we just want to make it look good. And stuff. Yeah. We don't be like gaudy, but we want it to be the brightest house in the in the land. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to do the Griswold, but we will definitely make it look very homey. Uh, and it's going to look really good. So, you know, now we've been at Coldwater for almost a year and a half, which is unbelievable to think right. about. What are some of the life lessons that you've learned in ministry uh, as being a pastor's wife? And then also just trying to figure out like, Okay, how do we build a team from pretty much nothing? Because when we walked through the church doors for the first time ever, yeah. there was one kid 
and then there was two baby kids, which we brought the two baby kids, or the two toddlers, and then, of course, our worship pastor's son was the only other youth at the time. So tell me kind of why you thought that we could make what it is today, and I guess for those that are listening, if you don't know who we are, we're Coldwater Youth. All that you have to do is do at Coldwater Youth. We also have an app that's available on the App Store and on Google Play. So all that you have to do is just type in Coldwater Youth and you can see what we are all about. But tell me what you, how did we get to where we are in your, in your uh, perspective or your mind flow? Well, I would say the most important thing is, is just meeting people where they're at. Like I remember and pretty much every one of our youth leader stories always start with, well, Josh House begged (laughs) and kept asking and kept asking just for us to come and just give it a try. And then whenever they did, you know, try it out and just come hang out with us. um, I think it, they just felt at home and felt seen and loved and we just valued who they are as people and also just gave them a place to hang out and we actually started with just like having them in our home and that was really cool just we actually went to uh, the Friday night auction that's here in Coldwater we started I don't even know what it was called we just had the these like couple nights or whatever that started and then they just started to come on Sundays and helped us out on Wednesday nights and with the youth I mean that was all just word of mouth and Josh would go and sub at Magnolia and invite kids from there and they would come and they would tell their friends about it and then the Coldwater I mean everybody at Coldwater we would just I don't know all the kids it's like they felt safe here at Coldwater Youth like they felt they didn't have to change before they got here they could just kind of be themselves and that's still how we are and so that's why I think it's just so attractional they just want to be be themselves and they they don't feel judged so it's really grown I mean I love how we used to post group pictures all the time like every week of how much it's grown we haven't done that in a while But we started off our first Wednesday night. We started with, I think it was Ashton and Michael Lacey came and did worship for us. And they're at Compel Church. They came and helped us out, lead worship. And then we had Rachel, who is still part of the team. And then we had, uh, let's see, I think it was Ian and Abigail and Casey. So that was, and Josh, that was the first night. And then now, I mean, if everyone that, calls see youth home would be there at one single night you know like because we have a lot of sports players and stuff so right now it's kind of hard for everybody to get there on Wednesday night because some games are on Wednesday but I know that it would be over a hundred because even with those missing on Wednesday nights we're still like 70 80 people in just a year and a half and God's just blessed us like crazy right and I think that's one of our biggest things when we did ministry together for you know, ever since we've been married, it we've been under some really good leadership. We've been under some questionable leadership, but we also learned a lot of good things to do and also a lot of bad things to do. And one of the things that we learned in our last church was is that you just got to invite people to do life. You cannot do life alone. Doing life alone is plain boring. 
And the more you invite other people to be a part of what God's doing, they they realize, oh, I can be a part of something bigger than myself, and I can be a part of somebody's story of being restored back to a relationship with a loving father and doing life and seeing how they play a role in that. So we've always, always, no matter where their background is or where they really were raised, we've always tried to just say, hey, come and see what God can do through you and then don't do life alone. And now, I mean, that whole leadership team, which probably is right at 26 leaders, we we have formed out of that leadership team a teaching team. We've we've done live together. We've now we're on a softball team together, and it's not a church league. We gotta we gotta make sure that people know that. But uh, we we just do live together, and we're there for one another when kids are sick and stuff. And you know it's really cool. And I I'm very looking forward to what God has in the future. And I think over the next couple of weeks, Britt, if you're good with it. We're going to probably sit down and I'll do a better job of getting some questions together for this podcast and just saying, okay, how do we, how do, how did this happen? And then also how can other people experience what we're experiencing here at Coldwater Youth? Because we are a Southern Baptist church, which that right there alone sometimes puts some red flags up and some walls and barriers of like, oh no, you're not welcome because you're not perfect. And oh, you can't do this. But yet here at, we have been able to break a generational curse, I would say, of this is a white church. Well, you know, Coldwater, it, the town of Coldwater is only about 1,500 people. And the the town of Coldwater has drastically changed since the 60s and 70s, right. uh, where, where the demographic has changed more to uh, African-American and then Caucasian and Hispanic. There's just a, we're just a cultural pot now. Which is a good thing, and some people don't like that, but yet God's allowing us to be able to do something that's probably never been done in our association uh, as a Southern Baptist church in our area of Tate County, Soto County, where it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are, you're welcomed here. And uh, it's been amazing to work with people and work with our town officials and then also gain the trust of those that have never been to church before where they feel comfortable enough to come on a Wednesday night and come on a Sunday now uh, and hear about Jesus and continue to learn um, that. And I think one of the things that I've always said that really helped me is like, we're not about behavioral modification. We're all about a relationship here. So with relationships, it takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. You, You know, you can't just expect kids to morph into something on a hour time frame on a Wednesday and then, then on maybe a hour time frame on a Sunday morning, like you have to do life with them. And I think you have to be intentional with that. And you cannot do life with everyone uh, because, you know, when you get up to 50 kids average on a Wednesday night, me and you can't go and be at every ball game. We can't be at every cheer practice. We can't be at every, um, you know, event that they have in their lives that's why you have to empower your other leadership team to be able to go and do those things as well and uh we we focus in on what we can do here in Coldwater, and then of course we have kids that are coming like you said out of magnolia heights which is in senatobia so we have a whole leadership team that's in senatobia and then leadership teams that are over in pogle and i mean we're pretty much spaced out in tate county Uh, that is able to have a bigger, bigger net to cast. And, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to kind of seeing where this goes, but 
you know, that's the thing that you asked me, you know, even last night when we were driving, we never stopped thinking about ministry. I mean, as I'm doing this podcast right now, you of course know where I'm at because you're my bride. Uh, we're over here doing basketball on Sunday nights because, you know, basketball on Thursday nights, you know, I want to be home. I don't want to always be out, but, you know, we still strategically have an avenue for our city kids, our city youth and young adults to be able to come and play uh, basketball in a safe environment where they know that they can just come, cut up, check each other. But then out of that, that's an intentional way of building relationships, building trust so that they would believe in who you say you are. And they might come on a Wednesday. They might come on a Sunday and uh, hear more about Jesus because you're actually being, being the hands and feet of Jesus. But we have a lot of great ideas about what what a, a year from now looks like because if we continue to grow, but even if we don't grow large, we still want to grow deeper faith in the one deeper faiths in the ones that are here already. Right. Like it's sometimes we get so caught up in the numbers where we forget that where we started. You know, we started with eight people, yeah. and now out of that eight people, now we have you know what we have today. And even if we stopped where we're at now, which I don't believe that that's what we're going to do, um, we would still be able to make a huge impact in the lives of these kids. I mean, we're having a baptism that's coming up Sunday, uh, and that's that's amazing. And then also we just are partnering up with, like I said, so many people. Uh, it's not just about the church that we work at. It's about our community and the leadership that we work with. And uh, it's just fun being able to do it together. And uh, not just be so like, oh, yeah, I have to go. I have to run to this person's house. Like, we're very strategic about how we do ministry together and how we do life together where it's like, no, the whole family's going. Because I don't want to be that pastor that, you know, oh, yeah, my dad was always out visiting church members but never cared anything about us. Or, yeah, mom was always at the home. Like, I think we were learning how to balance that pretty well. Yeah, I'd say so. But uh, anyways, well, do you have anything else to say about the second door on the left as we start this new like leadership type area of our second door on the left podcast? I mean, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, One more thing about just Coldwater Youth. I think it's super cool. Like we were talking about earlier, just all the, the leaders that we have. It's also just like you were saying earlier about, you know, we can't be everywhere and we have the greatest, like, I'm not just saying this because they really are the closest friends that we've ever had. And we're just real with each other. And I mean, we, we really have the greatest leaders in all the world and the way that they invest in our students, like this is not their job. This is, they have full-time jobs. They have kids. I mean, I'm pretty sure now all of our leaders have children. Um, Except for maybe Bankston. I'm trying to think of who. Um, hey, and ladies, Bankston is single, so we can uh, hook you up. Um, but yes, the everybody just, I mean, we have full-time jobs, kids, all that. But these leaders, and they just don't do it on Sunday and Wednesday nights either. They live this out daily, like throughout the week. They have kids coming over to their house, like C students coming over to their house and going to all their games and all their events and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's the coolest. It's just so cool to be able to give ministry away like that. And, and like you were saying, empower them to just do the work. I mean, they're, 
they don't have to be like the main you know head guy they're just like I, i'm doing this because i love these kids right and, right right well you give them the opportunity to teach and share their stories and they kill they kill it i mean they do so well and uh, i'm trying to think i think that was it but and our small groups are so cool on wednesday nights we do small groups after uh the big teaching time that's really cool the, the student i mean our youth love that so much small group time so if you are a student listening to this you should come hang out with us one wednesday night are you still there <laughs> i am still there i was listening i was just making sure i wasn't going to cut you off <laughs> yes no you're absolutely right i think anybody that is uh in a uh, 20 mile radius of cold water should definitely come try us out on one Wednesday night. That's what we've always said. You know, open gym starts at six o'clock and then, you know, pretty much the game and all that stuff kicks off around 6.30, 6.40. But then by seven o'clock, we should be going upstairs. And like I said, uh, it's not just me and Brittany that do this stuff. It's a whole host of people. And if you download the cold water youth app, you'll find out everything about us and also, you can watch past messages on a Wednesday night on the app and just see everybody there. And then connect. I mean, that's you got to connect with us and see see what God can do through you, yeah. through um, Coldwater Youth. And I guess we should give them our four, four reasons why we do it is we want people to know God. We want them to not just have a head knowledge of him, but truly know him like they're in a relationship with somebody. And when you're in a relationship with someone, it takes time. You have to communicate. And and uh, and spend time. So I mean, you know, in that way, you got to find freedom. And how do you find freedom? Well, you find freedom in the context of a community. Uh, discover your purpose. How you discover your purpose is you have other people in your life that can speak into it and say, "Man, I just see this. You you have this gifting of teaching, or you have this gifting of you know being able to help pray for people, all that stuff, encouragement, all that stuff. You know, have that person there in your life to show, hey, you need to." You need to discover that purpose and then, you know, make a difference. And that's everybody's job. Make a difference. You know, be the hands and feet of Jesus in your community, in, in your sphere of influence. I always say that because sometimes we always try to be like, hey, go save the world. But yet, realistically, you know, it's a big, big, big rock that we sit on. Uh, so if you could just impact where you're at. So in your home life and then in your your sphere of influence, your friends and your ball stuff like that teams and sports you got to start somewhere and the best way to start is to continue to find freedom knowing god in the context of a church home so cold water youth can definitely be that for you guys but hey very excited that bernie joined us on this very first episode and i'm looking forward to kind of asking more questions on okay so really how did y'all do this like you know you're just kind of going around the circle but I, I need some tangible meat behind this so if i'm in my church or if i've been asked to lead a ministry how do you get leaders and then how do you retain leaders and there's just a lot of questions and uh we we don't have all the answers because uh, we uh fail all the time and we just get back up and keep moving forward uh so that's one of the biggest lessons that we've learned is like you know there should not be uh a uh oh man, this is going to tank. Well, we don't know unless we try. 
and we'll be the first ones to admit that we got it wrong if we do get it wrong and even if we think that we didn't get it wrong we might still say we're wrong because you just never know but there's one thing that we we we're definitely known for is we'll give it a shot we'll do anything short of sin to uh bring people into a relationship with jesus so um it's a lot of fun but all right brit well thank you so much for joining the very first episode of um season whatever season this is of second door on the left it's in unbelievable that it's been almost three years since the last episode but we do have to give a huge shout out hold on i have to go back to the messenger and see who said hey whatever happened to second door on the left i remember getting that uh text message from michael satcher there it is michael satcher we're in a text group uh, on Facebook Messenger, so I guess we're not a text group. It's a messenger on Facebook. Talk everything about WWE, AEW, anything in the world of wrestling. Uh, yes, I am still like a, 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 a kid at heart. Uh, but he said, hey, whatever happened to the second door on the left? So I was like, I don't even know the login for that. And then, voila, I knew the login, and we're back, and better than ever. So... Cannot wait to do more of this with you, yeah. and uh, we're, we're excited that you're all bored with us, and we're also excited to be back, so we will post an episode. Hopefully, we'll do we'll do multiple episodes. I know that you're, I'm sure there's etiquette in podcasting, like you're supposed to post an episode here and there. We're just going to post episodes, because that's all we know how to do, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. So, all right, Brittany, thank you for joining us. We're so thankful that you're here. I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's awkward because you're my wife. It's like I'm going to see you in like not even 40 minutes from now yeah. or, or whenever I kick all these guys out of the, out of the gym. signature thing to leave. I mean, I feel like all you ever say, like the last thing that you would normally say is don't do life alone. It's just plain boring. But are you going to say something else like that's going to be your signature? Oh, like closing the podcast? Yeah. Hmm. Or do you have to think on it for a second? No, I mean, I, I, I definitely could be like, well, good night from Coldwater, Mississippi. I don't know. I, I have nothing. Yeah. I really have nothing. Got it yeah, like living water, you know, mm-hmm. we're in cold water and trying to get living water. I don't know. Yeah. I have no. Well, so we'll work on this and it will be on the next one. Yeah. Well, then you close this out. You can say thank you for listening south, uh, whatever we are, second door on the left. Yeah, I'm just going to think about it, though. I just didn't know if you had something that you said on the last, you remember. I, I haven't listened. I, I don't know. Yes. No, it's been it's been forever. But now we're rambling, and the listeners are trying to figure out if this is the end of the episode or not. So, well, if you live in the South, you do know that saying goodbye to a thousand years, it just does. I mean, you you're say goodbye to each other, and then you walk out and start Now you can hear the basketball. Yeah, I'm trying to get away because I thought that uh, I thought I was far enough away, but I'm definitely not. Okay, well, gone. Thanks for having me. All right, goodbye. See Bye. everybody on the next episode of Second Door on the Left. Bye.